0: This is the First Emanuel Lutheran Church Podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Today's message is delivered by Pastor Randy Roche. Moving in, that is the theme for this Advent season for both our weekends and our midweek Wednesday worship service. And as we as pastors were putting together this particular series, we noticed in the assigned readings that there was a certain movement, a certain rhythm that's attributed to our God. Christmas is about God's movement in our lives. It's one of the busiest times of uh, of the year, isn't it? For each one of us. There's so much for us to do. There's Christmas programs for which we're practicing and gathering together to hear children. And then we've got the cookies to bake and we've got the gifts for which we have to shop. And once we shop for them, then we have to wrap them. And then there's the classroom parties and then there's the office parties. And then we gather together in our homes and we share gifts. We exchange presents. And then on the 26th, it's still busy because we have to take those presents we got and return them because they were too small or let's just face it, the sweater was really ugly. Busy. When we think about movement in terms of Christmas, we think about our movement. But the real movement of Christmas was God's movement. It's the word became flesh and dwelt among us moved into our world, moved into our lives. And so our whole series has been about God's movement, about a God who moves in, in creation, about a, a God who moved with powerful miracles when He walked on the face of the earth. Advent reminds us that the one who came to Bethlehem's manger is coming again, this time with all power and majesty and glory. God's moving. But today... The movement of God in the Scripture is about His singing. Did you pick up on that? Listen again. Chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by His love. Here it comes. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Have you ever thought of God as Singing. I don't know if I ever have. I've thought of him as creating. I've thought of him as dying on a cross. I thought of him in his miracles, in his sermons. I thought of him coming again. I don't know if I've ever thought about God singing. When would God sing? I don't, when do you sing? When do you find yourself singing? Do you sing in the shower so nobody else can hear? Do you sing when you're in your car and that favorite tune comes on and you're singing away, and you don't even care who's sitting next to you at that red light, because man, you are on stage with your favorite performer. When do you like singing? Maybe you like singing here in church, especially this time when we're singing those Advent songs and those Christmas songs, and they're they're so heartwarming because they bring back such rich and warm memories. You know, I I enjoy when the kids sing as they did today those. Little hearts and voices proclaiming the truths and the love of God. I, my wife and I, every year we go to Christmas at Concordia so that we can hear the choir sing. It brings back memory of when I sang in the choir in college. It was some time that I really enjoyed. But when do you think God sings? I think God sang at creation. I really do. You know, when when Job of old found himself in just such a terrible position, he lost his family in a natural disaster. He lost all of his uh, wealth and possessions as people stole them. And then he lost his health and he lost his comfort. And then he has friends that come and accuse him of some egregious sin where God would allow that to happen to him. He even had a wife who who had enough of it and said, why don't you just curse God and die? Get it over. But in chapter 38, right after Job starts complaining to the Lord, what's going on here, God? The Lord comes to him and says this, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth, Job? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. If creation was singing, it probably took its lead from the Lord. After all, creation is a reflection of God. His majesty, His power, His joy, and He must have been the celestial choir director. And this is why the psalmist could say, make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth, break forth in joyous song and sing praises. Why? Because the creation reflected the perfection of its creator. It sang his praise. And this includes, I believe, our first parents, Adam and Eve. I, I think they sang the Lord's praises with perfect tongue as they enjoyed that warm and comfortable relationship with their Maker. Now, sin, sin came and, and attempted to put an end to God's joyful song. It tried to drown out the joy of God. And I'm guessing the devil must have been pretty delighted when he stole the joyful melody of perfection from the life of the man and the woman and the entirety of creation. The devil himself must have eked out a wretchedly, off-key, unharmonious little ditty, thinking that he had forever captured the hearts and lives of God's dearly loved children. But nothing. It turns out that nothing, nothing could take the song out of God's heart. Not sin, not death, not the devil himself and this is because even before God set the foundation of the earth he had a plan of salvation just ready to be unleashed in the world I think I think God the Father sings with joy over his son Jesus Christ he who is the plan of salvation in action. At just the right time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, to redeem us. Which means that Jesus left the perfection of heaven's song to come into a sinful world that is drastically out of tune. And... and when Jesus was baptized into his earthly ministries about 30 years old and the heavens open up and the voice of the father is heard saying this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased must not have been too much after that that Jesus took Peter and James and John up on a Mountain to be by themselves, and suddenly Jesus was transfigured, his glory was radiating. And again, the voice of the Father was heard This is my Son, with whom I am pleased. Listen to him, listen to his song. Because in his ministry, Jesus continued the song of the heavens, the song of the Father, his preaching. Was a song of power and authority. His healing was a song of restoration and comfort. His forgiving of sins was a song of new life. And the people he came to save, the people he came to sing to, rejected him. And they condemned him. And they tortured him. And they nailed him to a cross. But even being suspended on a cross between heaven and earth, the song of God's love could not be stifled. And the most significant verse of God's song was sung by the Savior as he's nailed to a cross. Father, forgive them. And he bows his head in death so that he could silence the song of sin. But God's song... Would never be silenced. For that Sunday morning, as the sun found its way to the horizon, the song of salvation was heard echoing through the empty tomb. He is not here, he is risen as he said. And this means that sinners like me and you are saved. And God sings over repentant sinners. Jesus said this, there's joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Imagine the song in God's heart when you and I we're brought to saving faith. Imagine the song in God's heart as we deny ourselves and take up our cross and boldly follow Him. Imagine the joy in God's heart as we live our lives as a light in this darkened world, as we sing His song to a world that is so out of key. Imagine the joy in God's heart as we love Him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. Imagine, imagine the joy in God's heart when we would dare to love one another even as we love ourselves. And my friends, when we fail to do these things, imagine the joy in the Lord's heart as we return to Him in repentant faith, trusting Him for the forgiveness of sins, for new life, And the promise of heaven. I cannot wait for that day. I cannot wait for the day when the Lord comes again singing. To gather his heavenly harvest. The prophet Zephaniah, he spoke at the same time as Jeremiah. And both of them gave a warning to Israel. Repent. Turn away from those false gods. Bring yourselves, bring your hearts and your families back before the Lord. Zephaniah also gave that warning to the rest of the world, not just Israel. But then, there, in the last half of the last chapter of his prophecy, are gracious words of salvation. Listen again. It's all about God's movement. The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who will save you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. Here it is. He will exalt over you with loud singing. He's coming to take us to heaven. The prophet goes on to say concerning the Lord I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival, those with humble, repentant hearts, so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Well, we suffer reproach as Christians, do we not? Trying to sing God's song in this world that's out of tune brings a lot of reproach. When we talk about the values and the morals of our God, when we talk about the dominion of our God, when we talk about Him being the only way, truth, and life but it's not just our culture. It's been every culture for the last 2,000 years and even before that. All of us who live and believe in the Lord, all of us who hear his song and join him in singing it, we all find reproach in this world. But there's another world coming, isn't there? And What a song there is there. John, the apostle was given an opportunity to glimpse into heaven and he wrote about it in the book of Revelation in chapter 14 verse 3. He talks about all those of us who are going to be in heaven and he says this, they were singing a new song before the throne. A new song. A song of only joy and never sorrow. A song only about life, never about death. There's a new song coming in heaven. But until that day... We still have a song to sing and the prophet says sing aloud O daughter of Zion shout O Israel rejoice and exalt with all your heart O daughter of Zion the Lord has taken away the judgments against you he has cleared away your enemies and that is the song we sing joyfully continuously and let us never stop singing Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. We'll see you next week, and God bless.